the number one station in the streets. 94.9, the city. Hey, world, it's your boy Chicka Boo coming to you live right here, 94.9, the city. Welcome to the Boo Box. Real topics, real people, real conversations. Today, got a special guest, my friend for over 10 years, Mr. James Feeney. James, how you doing, brother? I'm, I'm all right. Now, uh, James was born in Youngstown, Ohio, but he is currently and has been living in Germany, in central Germany near uh, Frankfurt for the last 30 years. He's an Army vet, and he is a black American married to a white German lady. I think his story is fascinating. He's in Iraq a couple of times. Uh, he decided to stay out there in Germany after he retired, uh, married, got two children, uh, half black, half German, um, grandfather now. I mean, you know, you, you live in a retired life now, man. You did about 20 years, didn't you? Yeah, um, we did 20 years active duty Army, and now I'm, I'm a DOD civilian. Nice, and we've been we've been friends for for the last uh, ten years, and it's funny. I met James coming in uh, to the barbershop, to my barbershop, and I, I I cut you up. We became friends. We hit it off, and every year he comes out here to Florida, and every year he checks on me. He keeps contact with me, and uh, I'm 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 grateful for your friendship, my brother. But you got a cool story, man. Based off our conversations, and I wanted to share it with the world. You leave Ohio, sign up to go in the military. You're about seventeen at the time. 17 and they sent you straight to Germany yes they sent me straight to Germany I did my base training my boot training boot train boot camp right and uh, they shipped me off to Germany and I'll tell you I really hated it <laughs> the, the, the Sun didn't come out drinks uh, like, for example uh, beer was cheaper than a coke really um, yeah and then there was they don't have free refills <laughs> hey, as, a, as 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 silly as it sounds to us, I mean we're spoiled as Americans, but these are little things that we take for granted that you've been suffering with for the last thirty years. People don't understand, like like this is what he's complaining about, but it's like those little things that get stripped away from us. You know what I mean? That you know, that you you've told me before that a night out with your family, the meals aren't what what you're you're worried about. It's the drinks. It's the drinks. <laughs> You're gonna pay about five bucks a five bucks a drink. Five bucks a drink, and then you gotta drink about three drinks. So mm -hmm. you know what I mean per head. You know, that's crazy, man. So so rewind a little bit. You you're in the military. You're doing your thing. And at what point did you did you start liking Germany? I mean, you 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 met your wife. I I'm not sure. Um, I it was challenging, and I didn't want to go back home as per se, a, f a failure. Mm. I wanted to stay. The Army offered me, says at 20 years, you can retire. And no other occupation offered 20 years retirement. Right. And that was just, that was that was my goal. Um, they gave me a little bit of money, money for schooling. Right. And, uh, and then I could retire at 20. I, I had to take it. I had to take it. But you got deployed to Iraq a couple times too, right? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I started in uh, in Germany in 1995. I originally moved, I went to Bosnia. Wow. Um, I spent a year there, came back. How was that? Uh, Bosnia was, it wasn't so dangerous, but the living conditions were- A little rough? Yeah, a little rough. I lived on a small camp with about 80 people and uh, we ate the, the army rations, which you can live off of them, but you know. It's, so what, it's, what's 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 some of the army rations? Break those down to the people that don't know. Uh, some of us, some of us ooh, civilians. It's it's food that's been packed several years ago. Wow. Okay. Is that the stuff that comes in those little tin foil looking packs, and you rip them open? And the the new the new version is inside of a plastic bag. Right. And there was only twelve at the time. Mm. Okay, so you had twelve meals for one year so you repeat every 12 days you start all over yeah so you you'd look through the box and try to you know try to get the good stuff right uh, but you know you got to beat your buddy to it so wow <laughs> it's not that easy. so it comes in a little pouch and you had to rip it open and rip it open it comes in a it comes with a small bag that you pull water in and it, it can heat it can heat it oh gosh and 
it has an awful smell. It, you know, the food just it has no flavor. It has, you know, tons of calories, so you can it work you, harder. They give you a little hot sauce or nothing? Yeah, yeah, they give you a little <laughs> hot sauce. That's <laughs> nothing. Uh, but, uh, you know, after Sheesh. a while, it's, you're immune to it. Wow, know. so a whole year eating that type of food? One year. Wow, eating out of pouches. Yeah, pouch. Oh, so, man. They would give us real food once a day. Mm. So what? Sometimes. The, what was that? Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? It would. They would. They decide. Your 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 can your unit would decide. So um, sometimes you may have breakfast. Uh, some days you may have dinner. Um, but usually lunch, no, for sure not. So what what what? what how about the dinner? Like what was a typical dinner? Like a real dinner uh, was it? Was okay. It? Now that food comes in another can. Okay. Oh wow. That's been packed, you know, several years before also. But this one's in a can though, so it's, it's a little bit it's a little bit better. yeah, it's a little bit better, but you didn't have to cook it. You just went in and put your tray up and then they slap it on there like uh, you see in the movies. Oh you know? man. And uh you just eat it and That sounds worse than jail. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you could say that. So from Bosnia, where did they ship you off to after that? Um, Bosnia, I went back to Germany for uh, six months, and then they sent me back to Bosnia for another year. Back to eating the cans out of cans and pouches. Yes. yes. My gosh. But it got a little better. The living conditions got a little better. Right. And uh, I was uh, stationed on a Norwegian base. And you weren't able to eat some off-base foods or anything like that? Well, when I went to the Norwegian base, they had a mess hall, and their mess hall served a lot of fish, but but they had a meal three times a day. Mm. So I was able to get away from the American Army food, but I had to deal with them eating fish at every meal, and I, I'm not a fish eater. Right. And uh, well, I would have, I, I would have uh, been all right, Dave. I love me yeah. some fish. <laughs> I tell you, I, I stacked up on the tuna. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> so I ate a lot of tuna salad, tuna, tuna with you know on top of the salad. Right. Yeah, I made it work. So the Norwegians are known for that. They're known for fish. Wow. So Bosnia again, and then at, at what point did you have a breaking point and say, man, how much more of this can I take? Um, I think I had already reached that several yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. A couple years in, and you already yeah. in. So from Bosnia, where do you go? So I came back to Germany, and then I went to I went to Albania. Mm. I was there for about uh, five or six months. Um, I didn't do much there. I, I was a communication specialist when I when I joined the army. Right. And uh, there was a lot of fighting going on, but not with the U.S. Right. So I could see it going on. But uh, I was—I didn't partake in it. It had nothing to do with you. No. So, at what point did you meet your wife? Um, so, I, I met my wife. Um, I met her on base, nice. and uh, I saw her. It's like, oh, well, let's see. Let's let me talk to her. You know, she's a redhead, and you know, so uh, that attracted me. So, how me. was it? Like, what what was the game? Did you like, like what game did you spit? You don't know ooh, German ooh, at that time, ooh. right? You don't. No, you, you know, no. it, 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 what saved you? I just asked for a seat. <laughs> <laughs> she was at the club with uh with her girlfriends, right? And uh, I just just asked for her to have a seat, and, and we just we just started talking. So, did you have a translator I, there with you guys? Her English was amazingly good. Mm. Okay, and when I came at the at this club, I won tickets for to come back to the club the next week. Right. And we would get VIP seating, bottle of wine, and we would get to vote on which DJ is the best DJ of the night. Mm. So that was like a, that set me up for a perfect date right there. Right. You know. So I was like, okay, I got, I got to bring my A game on that next date. You know. Right. Because you know, I was, I was, I was, I was feeling it. You know? Right. And um, and you know, it's really difficult to be in Germany when you're alone. Right. Is you you arrive there, you don't speak the language. The sun doesn't come out as long as often. Mm. You know you don't. You, so it's cold it, there, pretty much. Oh, it's cold. It's like it's like living in Ohio, where I'm from. Right. And uh, you know, so it was perfect time to to meet a friend. And then from friendship yeah. came love. You guys fell in love, yeah, and yeah. then you uh, you popped a big question. Yeah. How yeah. long were you so, dating until you asked her? Um, we were dating for like, 
I guess a year. A year, and you said you said the hell with it. This this is it. Yeah, let's let's roll the dice. Let's try it. Let's try it. And happy to say that to this day, you guys are still together. Yes, yes. you got two uh, beautiful children, which I've gotten the privilege to to meet. They're pretty grown. Yes. Um, you know, grown now. You know, I met them when they were still fairly young. Yeah, but they are grown adults now. Um, and you're a grandfather now. Yes. Um. On Thanksgiving, we got a call um, that my daughter is going into labor. And uh, so my wife packed all the things and just shot off to the hospital in Frankfurt. And uh, several hours later, we had a little one. Nice. And now, how's, how's, it, how's it been uh, being a grandfather versus a parent? Oh, man, this is, this, is, this is tough because some of the things that I've seen that I've done as a parent, I see a chance that I can make do better. Right. And uh, I want to teach my granddaughter, Nova. Her name is Nova. Mm -hmm. I want to teach her English. That's that's my that's my main goal. Mm. And, now, your uh, daughter, she married a German. My daughter married a German. So now it's uh, primarily German being spoken in that household. Um, my daughter does courtesy and speaks a lot of English to me. Right. Um, but I do my best to, to to talk to her in German. But you, yeah, exactly. You've you've uh, you've acquired the language, right? You've, yes, you've yes. Been, you've uh, I, you've picked I've, it up. I've and... picked it up over the times. Um, I. It's been tough, but in the last couple of years, my life has changed. I uh, discovered that I have stage five kidney failure. No way. And. Um, and during this time that I've been receiving treatment with German doctors, I've had to step my German up because the doctors will be talking to each other back and forth and I have no idea what they're saying. And I gotta be able to tell the doctor, this hurts. Um, I don't feel good. I need help. And I've had to really concentrate on how to speak to Germans. For, for for the sake of your health, and this is something I'm just finding out right now on the spot. That's crazy. Um, and how long you been dealing with that? Um, for the last two, it's been about two and a half, three years. Uh, and that wasn't the only thing. I um, I went through. Uh, I nearly went blind. Um, I've had over ten eye surgeries. Really. Um, now, what is all this coming from? Are they, are they know where it's coming from? Is, I, it, is it originating from something? I um, I found out that I had diabetes in 2004, um, but it was a little late. It was a little late. And um, and then taking care of myself was really difficult. Right. Um, but as of right now, we're, we're still working on it step right. by step. Uh, it's very challenging for the family. Right, because I need help now. I am I'm considered as handicapped. Right, and uh, I need I need I need assistance for some things. So, what are the th some of the things that are challenging for you right now? Oh well, I have to go to the doctor for dialysis uh, three times a week. Wow. I have low energy. Um, I need my wife to cook sometimes. I need help to walk a little bit sometimes because the medicine. Uh, makes me a little bit dizzy. And now, how did the family take all this? Like when they when they found out? Um, it, it was it was it was it was shocking to the family, and um, I needed help from my son. My daughter had already moved out, so she wasn't. I didn't re require her to help me as much. Right. Um, but my son, he he helps me sometimes carry things because I, I can't lift heavy things yet. Right. And uh, yeah. It's, it's tough. So how how's the treatment in Germany versus America uh, the, the healthcare and and the way they take care of you? I think they're very very good in Germany. It's uh yeah, they're very detailed, very specific. Germans are to the T. If if they say they're going to be there at 2 o'clock, they will not be late for that 2 o'clock meeting. Right. And so for everything they do they're very detailed on it. So I I really like how they pay attention to detail. 
when it comes to my health. Now, are you waiting for a kidney transplant? Do they have you on a list or anything like that? So I had to do a lot of things. I had to jump through a lot of hoops and do a lot of uh, exams uh, for uh, to be put on the German kidney transplant list. Mm. And I can't be put on an American list because I'm physically not here. Because if they call you, you have to be here within several hours. Right. And I, I couldn't make that. Right. So I'm only on the German transplant list. And they say typically it's six to eight years. Wow. Yes. Wow. So now you have to d battle this uh, disease for the next uh, five, six years, yes. um, hopefully less, and go to dialysis three times a week just to stay alive. Yes, that is correct. Wow, that is uh, that's shocking. Um, I got to say that because uh, I had no clue. Again, uh, we didn't talk about that. You kept that one from me, <laughs> but I know uh, I have a couple friends that have been going through some health issues, and they don't like to, you know, tell their friends what's going on. They don't like to worry people uh, and whatnot. And you know, it's it's it's, um, it's a challenging thing for friends and family. You know, yes. um, so so go ahead. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about people right. during this time here. I learned a lot about who's my real friends. Right. And some friends, when they found out that I was, I was sick, I never heard from them again. Really? But, but prior to that, whenever they needed help, James Finney was there. Mm. So what I did was I pretty much blocked out everybody. I went to my phone, I deleted everyone in the phone except for my family. Wow. And a lot of them got cut out too. <laughs> okay. Wow. So my family in Youngstown in Ohio, they don't know about it. They don't know about it. They don't know about it. Wow. Not one of them. And you didn't tell nobody. No. I had to I had to I had to cut everybody loose because of they they weren't there when I needed them. Right. When I needed somebody to stand by me. I didn't have it, so I had to, I had to start fresh again. So now I'm, I'm regaining friends, and then I don't tell people about my sickness anymore. So I don't give them a chance to run. Right. That's right. I mean, um, that's that's a that's an interesting way in a, in a different perspective to, to attack that situation. I mean, I've always said that if if someone in your life is not bringing value to your life then cut that individual off, you know what I mean? If they're not there for you the way that you are there for them, if they're not bringing anything to the table, if you're the only one bringing anything to the table, then maybe it's time to reevaluate your friendship with certain individuals and friends and family. That goes for both parties and family. Um, blood doesn't make you family, you know what I mean? Uh, just because we were born into this world from a particular uh, family or f background, it doesn't mean I had to stick around, you know what I mean? I didn't have that choice, and um, I feel like I've, I've found uh, brothers and sisters in uh, different places from different walks of life uh, rather than my own family. So I understand that. I can I can definitely understand that. Hopefully, you know, as time goes on, um, we can forgive these individuals and be at peace with it, you know what I mean? Uh, which I, I I believe you are. Um, that's that's a very that's a very interesting uh, situation you're dealing with. I mean, I know you've gone through some challenges in your in your life uh, living out there in Germany, uh, being an interracial couple uh, or, or marriage, I should say. Um, you're an interracial couple, right? Where people look at you, they see a black American, they see a white German redhead, you know, and what are some of those challenges you've dealt with? Like, uh, like she's 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 going she's taking you to the doctor now. Obviously, you know certain appointments or whatever. She's there. Do they treat you different when you're alone versus when she's there with you, being that she's German? Uh, yes, they typically, well, treating me different. No, they typically they will speak to her, and for her to translate to me. But I'm working on. They're talking directly with the doctors and the nurses so they don't have to go to her to translate for a translator. Right. You want uh, them to say, hey, look, I'm a human. I'm right here. Talk to me. Yes. You know what I mean? So I, I get that. I so get I, that. I've, I built a rapport with the nurses, so I speak nice to them. You know, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know, things like that to, to, to show them that 
okay, some people have different thoughts of Americans in Germany. Right. Some have some have had good experiences with Americans. Some have had bad. Mm-hmm. Well, my job is to is to make sure our experience together is, a is good, good right. because I need them to take care of me. Right. And so I can't treat them bad and then expect them to 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 really care for me. Right. And so that's 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 my main thing there is to is to step up my German and speak it like a German speaks. Right. That that's that's interesting. I mean, some people like you know, they come to America, let's say, and they never learn learn a lick of English, you know, and we're in America. It's like this is the the language spoken. Um you should always love your culture. You should always be in touch with your culture, but you should always want to expand your mind and your horizons and your language and um, pick up uh, different, you know, languages and and, yeah. and, and and get to know different cultures and be intact with people. I think it, it connects people a little bit better. You know what I mean? Uh, I think a lot of yeah, people, sure. I think a lot of people lack that. You know, they come here and they just, Oh, I'm gonna live in America, but just learn the language. You know what I mean. Um, that way you can move around a little bit better. You know, you can maneuver better. You get to yes. uh, grow. I think yes. a lot better. You meet different people, establish relationships with people better. You know, so I think that's that's. I admire that about you that you didn't say, "Hey, I, my my wife speaks English. I'm good enough with that." You, you kept challenging yourself because German is a hard language to yes. to learn, right? Oh yes, it's very difficult. Uh, the grammar is is hard. My my vocabulary is pretty good, but the grammar definitely needs some help. I, I'll be straight up honest about that part. But but I'm getting there. Right. I'm getting there. Take it day by day. Right. Uh, my wife uh, Claudia, she's 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 helping me, and she speaks a lot more German to me these days right. to help me pick up on the pick up on the German. Right. And I've and and, and listen. Uh, Claudia is a super dope uh, soul, man. You know, yeah. she's 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 always been super calm, chill every time uh, you guys are together. So she, yeah, I, I can see where she keeps that that balance there, uh, in the house. You know what I mean? She, she's awesome, and she's she awesome. and she has a heavy German accent. If anybody's ever heard her, but she talks English perfectly. She, uh, you know, minus the accent, but she understands everything. And and you taught her some some good slang too. <laughs> <laughs> So she's a trip. She's a trip. Yeah. Um, so, what are some of the challenges when you first got together? Like, like in, in an interracial, uh, being an interracial couple. Like, here you guys are. You're married. You're black. She's German. Like, yeah. w- w- when Thanksgiving comes around, what do what do what are you doing during Thanksgiving? Are you eating uh, uh, collard greens and macaroni <laughs> and cheese? Like, what's what's being eaten in the house? Like, what are the kids growing up? Okay. Are they more black? Are they more German? People want to know. We have a combination of foods. It's, yeah, we have a combination of foods. So what I did was, since I'm in Germany, I got I have to be accustomed to the German customs. Like for example, on Christmas, they celebrate Christmas for three days. Mm. So their Christmas is Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the 25th, and the 26th. And what they usually do is, the families spend time at home on the first day and then the second day they'll go to the parents house or something like that and and so on see another part of the family right and since 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 my daughter has two families now Mm -hmm. then she probably spends one christmas with us and then the other day she'll go spend christmas with her husband's family Mm, i see okay i see so i have to switch how I do Christmas or a lot of holidays to accommodate the German ways. Mm. All right. So now for Thanksgiving, all right, now I ain't get, I'm not giving up my greens. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not giving up the greens. Okay. So, so they got to be some greens <laughs> being cooked out there. Yeah. So Germany, you, so you brought collard greens to Germany. Is it okay. safe? Is it safe to say that? <laughs> <laughs> I hook it up. I yeah. hook it up. I yeah. have, you know, I have, you know, spice them up real good right sometimes i do fresh greens sometimes i do canned greens right it depends on what they have on base because you can't get them off base oh you can't you can't get them off base that's an american thing it's an american thing so you got to go on base and you got to be first in line how about yams how about yams you do yams they do yams you can you on base in germany they have pretty much everything so you can do a, a real american traditional 
Thanksgiving. So are you living on base currently that you're retired now? No, I'm, I'm living off base. We, but you still have access? But you still have still access still to have base? Access. Okay. I have access. But you got a government job, right? I got a you, government you, job. You retire from the military, but you currently have a, a, yes. a, a government job. So I have a, gov- a government job, which gives me access. And then I am also retired and 100% VA disabled. So mm. I'm I'm able to go on base, go shopping, and use all of the the morale and welfare facilities, which means just gym, you know, um, uh, what else is there? I so, can use a wood shop. I can use uh, just different things as a. So the, so so the, the 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 base used to be a a job for you, your workplace for you. Now it's, it's your country club for you out there in Germany. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're retired now, so now it's a little uh, bit different. So, so what about like uh, the kids? You know, are they more black? Are they more German? Is it a balance? Like, well, like, okay, my my kids are German. I'm gonna be straight up with you. They're German, <laughs> but as soon as it's cool to be an American, they'll tell everybody, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm American." Oh, my daddy so, American. <laughs> yeah, so so you know that's how they play it. I see how they play it. Right. Uh, Right, and then, and then it helps them too because they go places sometimes and they need to speak English. Right, and no one else speaks English. None of their friends speak English, but then they can, they can, they can. So they got to pass in either they is uh, on either culture. They they got to yeah. pass for to to be German. They got to pass to be uh, Black American. Yeah. Now they 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 experience some challenges too since they are half black, half white. Mm-hmm. So they're you know light skin, and so growing up. I'm not sure so much about my daughter, but I know my son experienced quite a few challenges where the German kids, which are white, would would give him give him you know give him troubles. Right. And so there's a lot of racism out there. You think? Like just like America, is it less? Is it more? It varies. It mm. varies. If you go to the east of Germany, it is. Uh, uh, the racism is is starting to be more apparent. Mm. Um, where we are, it's not so much racist, um, but but I I see it here and there. So you're saying it's becoming more apparent? Yes. Now in Germany, um, they have more political parties than we do in the United States. In the United States, we have Democratic and Republic. Mm. Okay, over there they have more parties and some of their parties are leaning more towards that really okay but i am not very familiar with it so but where i am when i do see racism i can't stop i can't stop no matter what they do to me i have to continue i have to strive i have to work hard to continue because I can't let anybody it doesn't matter if it's racism or anything else I can't let them stop me from doing what I gotta do to survive mm. and that's, that's the way I gotta look at it Right. that's the way I gotta look at it that's how I was in the army it doesn't matter who it was what rank they were who they were I know what I gotta do to, to make it yeah you're there to live you're not there to you know for anything else other than to survive to live to yeah. take care of your family Yeah. and I respect that now her family now Claudia's family I was a little nervous mm-hmm. a little nervous meeting them they were all a little older and uh but they accepted me from the from, from the jump really they so they were more they were more the they were more liberal they, they didn't have that uh conservative uh, old school mentality I, I didn't have any issues and matter of fact I'll tell you a small joke they did on me one day <laughs> so I go to my I go to we my, my father-in-law invites us to family dinner. They live like two hours away. Right. So I'm like, okay, let's let's go. Cause I want to have someone hurt some of, some of my mother-in-law's food. You right. Know? You like that German? So, uh, uh, yeah. Her mom's German yeah. cooking. Oh, yeah, it's, it's it's good. It ain't just it's not just putting water in the pot and <laughs> heat it up. No, she, she she do a little something to it. I right. Don't know. Right. All right. So I get there and I'm in a room, and my wife and I are the youngest people in the room. Everybody else is. 65 and up oh wow okay so we got the father-in-law the mother-in-law the uncle the aunt you know they're all old right okay so i see my father-in-law what he's drinking he's drinking something it's like i'm like what you drinking there man you know what you drinking and he's like oh oh 
let me get you let me get you a glass so i'm like okay i didn't really want to drink you know? right but he gets me a glass he pours me a nice healthy glass of some some hard liquor right it's brown right so i look at it so you think you got right. you think you think so, you're about to get on a little hennessy or yeah a little bourbon right. so i can't be no chump right okay so so when he when he toasted, you know, I got a drink just yeah, like him. You it's know, it's a dad. It's a yeah, dad. Yeah, 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 you gotta pop your chest out a little bit, right? So, so we 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 know we do cheers. I hit that. I think it burned everything in my chest. <laughs> okay. I felt some fire. Oh man, what did man get? Right. Some, some whiskey. So I'm like, yeah. So it's it's some strong whiskey. So I look at him. I'm like, can I get some coke? <laughs> so then, so then he looks at everybody else like, "Yo, hey, hey, hey look, look, look. <laughs> he wants some coke for this." <laughs> so I never been clowned by nobody that's eighty years old, right? Okay. So, so he's drinking this now. He's drinking it straight. He he don't it's savage, straight. Oh man. So I'm like, okay, so 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 I get a little coke. <laughs> you know, they find some coke somewhere, right? I'll you know, bring it out, pour me a little coke. I sip it, I'm like, ooh, it's still hard. So then I'm like, can I get some ice too? <laughs> oh man. So they've clowned you ever so since. Then, so then they started clowning me even more. They was laughing, you know. You know, I, I never been clowned by somebody twice my age. But they're known to be hardcore drinkers. Like they'll drink you under the table, right? Oh, yeah, German? For sure, for sure. My my, my father in law, yeah, he would yeah, yeah, I had no chance. Oh man, I got I got to yield to him. So you yeah, you got, got you got, you got lucky. You got uh you got you married into a, a loving family, the accepting family, but that's not the case for 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 all of Germany and all the people over there, right? You said there's been some places in Germany that you wouldn't even drive uh, through. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go too far east. I right. Go too far east. I don't want to name any cities. Right. But I would. I wouldn't go too far east. And are there uh, racial crimes, hate crimes going on over there? Like over here in the states, um, you know, people beating on okay. people, lynching, and it, things like that. I, it picked up over the last couple of years. Really? Because of the situation with the refugees. Mm. All right. So the refugees came into Germany. What refugees from what country? Um. Many of the African countries, mm. um, they would take a boat and just show up, and they were spread out through all of Europe. Wow. So each country took so many refugees. So Germany is mainly the main, a main country that has a lot of responsibilities, mm. and so. Uh, they took in uh, quite a few refugees. So when those refugees came in, the German government put them up, you know, gave them house, place to live. No, they took them in. They they gave them they give them a, a stipend to so, live. So it's not like here in the states where they send them back or try to deport them or nothing like that. Um, they usually try to stop them at the border, mm. but then the borders are open now. Mm. The borders are open, so it's set for several years now. So, so it's easier to come in. Mm. And with the refugees coming in and getting a stipend, getting an apartment, right, allowed to go to training to learn a job and things like that. Well, when you do that that reduces the chances of a German getting that same job. Mm. And also, it takes tax money to do that. So now taxes are going high, jobs are going low, Germans yes. are getting upset, exactly. and then you start seeing where uh, the race card starts taking yes. into effect. So so I've been places where, where people look at me and treat me like how they would treat a refugee. Right. Okay? And... So what's your I, reaction I, though I, at that I, at that point? Have you ever snapped on somebody and yeah, say, "Hey, yeah, man, yeah. Like, like, hold up"? I, I've snapped and was like, "Hey, I'm not a refugee. Okay, I'm not here utilizing the social facilities from your country. Right, I'm here working. I'm a I'm working a, man. I'm married. To, I don't to, I don't to, use to. any social um, social um, support from 
the German government. Right. Everything that you, all the support you're getting is is uh, everything you work for and earn over the 20 years serving your country. Yes. But you're over there living and you're spending money over there. I'm putting money back into the, the German government or the German economy. Wow. And you're still getting some of those uh, type of people over there. Oh, yeah. But, but see, people, some don't recognize. For example, I come in, you know, dress nice. I come in with my Jordans, you know, or uh, with a suit or, you know, dress nice. Right. And usually a refugee won't come in like that. And um, so you can see the difference. Right. You can see the difference. Just because his skin is dark doesn't mean we're the same. We do the, we're, we're on the same situation. Right. And they think they get a lot of pre uh, prejudiced uh, individuals that look at you and label yeah. you something you're not. I get it sometimes. But Germany has its uh, has a lot of good parts too. I mean, you've been there for thirty years, so you you, you like yeah. certain things. I know yeah. one thing that I like that I haven't been over there yet. One thing that we talk about that we share in common that being that you're uh, a car enthusiast is uh, the autobahn. The autobahn oh. is oh. is for a lot of people that don't know about it. It's basically a, a uh, no limits highway, right? Where you can go as fast as you want to go with no repercussion. But it, you know, the funny thing is that I've read that there's less accidents on the Autobahn than there are here in the United States. The only problem is is that nine out of ten times the accidents over there are fatal because you're going so fast. But you said that you've been you've drove. You, you've done 120, 130 right past a police officer, and they can't do nothing to you. They can pull you over for something else, but they can't do nothing to you for going fast. So you could just zoom right by them. I mean, that got to be fun, man. That alone would make me want to live out there because they know I'm a speed demon, and I got a, I got a lead foot, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really got a lead foot, and I love to drive. So that alone, I'd be hitting that out of bone every day. How's that? I, I love it. I love it. That if they take the autobahn away from me, I you know, ooh, I don't know what I do. And some people go out there or uh, from all around the world just to take their sports car on the autobahn. Am I, yes. am I right? Lamborghinis, B- Bugattis. You see all yeah. type of exotic cars out yeah. there. Ferraris. Yeah. What's some of the cars that you've seen uh, driving down the autobahn? Whatever you can name, I've seen it. As a car enthusiast, I've seen it all. Really, I've seen Bugatti. Written in Bugatti, uh, I've seen Lamborghini. I've driven Lamborghini, Porsche. Um, can you rent them for the day and take them on the autobahn out yes there? Yes, you can. Really? Yep. I've so that's a that. big business over there. Yeah. Yes. yes. But they're trying to reduce the autobahn. They're part, they're trying to put uh, a cap on it now, where eighty eighty is the is as fast as you can go. Yeah. They um, are these companies the, and the, people fighting that though. The neighboring countries want to lower the speed limit to reduce emissions mm. and the noise, mm. but particularly the emissions. So uh, the neighboring countries, most of them are 130, 130 kilometers or less, which is around 80, I, th- I believe, uh, 80 or less at the maximum. But as soon as you cross over into Germany, there are speed limits. And usually the speed limits are where you're most prone to have an accident. Mm. So if it's a big curve, they're gonna have a speed limit. Right, right. Okay. Slow down. They're yeah. just basically telling yeah. you slow down right yeah. there. And then there's other places where it's unlimited. Like like when I, I used to drive to work to a place called Kaiser Slaughter, which is about an hour away. Okay. And I'd say thirty percent of it is limited by speed. And you the know, other seventy is unlimited. Yeah. Oh yes. So the noise got is, is crazy. Like when you when you uh, when you're driving on the autobahn, all you hear zoom zoom is like yeah. Daytona five hundred over there. Yeah, sometimes it's it's like that. Really? On the unlimited sections, it's it's. Have you ever been on in, in your car? And you might be doing eighty, ninety, and, and the car just flies by you where it scares you, and it's kind of like, oh shit, where did that come from? All right, let, let me tell you. I've been on autobahn one day, and I thought I was really moving. I'm. I got my I got my Volkswagen Jetta VR6, which right. is which is a very popular car over there. Right, it's very popular, and I have it tuned a little bit to get a little more power, a little more you know a little more speed out of it. So I'm on the Autobahn doing uh, 150 miles per hour. 
Uh, I hope you uh, really understand what 150 is. And this is not for a short spurt. This is for, you know, I'm going 150 for 10 miles. Okay? Mm. That's a long way. That's a long way. Yeah, you got to really concentrate. So I look up in the mirror. I look up in the mirror and I see a car flashing me. And that's a sign for get out the way. Move over to the right. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm like, man, ain't nobody going to catch me doing 150. You know, I'm the man. I'm top dog today. <laughs> you know, today is my day. I swear, after like maybe two seconds, he was on my left side. Really? He, he looked at me like. And what was he driving? He was driving a BMW. Um, it's a special edition. It's carbon fiber, so it's extra light. Mm. You know, and he had to have done a lot of work to the car to get it to go that fast. Really? Okay, so he, he passed me and looks at me like. Like, like, what are you doing out here? <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I'm doing 150. So, so that day I had to put my tail between my legs, and uh, you and know, let him, you let him have just, that. Yeah, just just let him go and just I had to rethink my rethink my speed. So they don't they don't have governors on the car. Some don't, some don't, but that that's that's real simple to to remove. Now BMW, uh, Mercedes, are those are those popular cars out there? Being that they're made there, they're a German car, they're not as popular as they would be considered like a, over here, like I'm such a luxury car. Is that like Cadillac over here? Well, we got Cadillac. Yeah. Cadillac is, is common, you know what I mean? But we see Mercedes and BMW over here in the States and we yeah. treat it, you know, that's a foreign. So yeah. what would be like a, a luxury car over there that would be the other way around? They would look at Okay, Americans over there can purchase American cars. Right. A U.S. model car that a German can't purchase. Mm. So when they see a Charger, a Challenger. Oh, they like that. Okay. You know, uh, a Mustang GT350 or 500. They like that. When they see that, the Germans, are their their mouth starts to water. Really? And... They also have more laws on how loud the car can be. Mm. In the American car, you get a little bit more leniency. Right. So, so a, a lot of the German cars are fast, but they're quiet. Mm. Okay. But when you drive up in a Mustang, you know that's you know that's, that's pumping out five, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, that and, muscle. And, and, and that muscle. Yeah. So. That's cool. That's cool, though. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's flipped around. I heard in in uh, I think in Japan that you know, Lexuses don't even have Lexus symbols. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's cool, like uh, you know how the whole game changes from cars over there to over here, man. James, you're doing a lot over there, man. You're doing a lot of big things. Uh, you you you're traveling. You're over here on vacation. I know you love in Florida. Um, I'm sorry to hear about the the kidney uh, situation. That's that's not. That's never pleasant when you uh, find out a friend uh, has or is dealing with a situation like that. But you're always in high spirit, man. Nobody would ever be able to tell that um, you have diabetes, that you're going through liver failure. I mean, if somebody looked at you, you're you're not in bad shape. You're not overweight or anything like that. And yet you keep a smile on your face. You're always in great spirit. You're always so positive. You're always motivated to do more. You retire from the military, yet you... Uh, continue to work when you don't have to. You're, you you have a fascination with cars. I, I know we shared that uh, over the years and your different projects and everything that you've done over there. You have a beautiful family, uh, two kids, uh, interracial couple. I mean, you've managed to hold it together for 30 years. Uh, that alone uh, demands my respect, and I respect you for that. I salute you for that because marriage alone is is difficult but being an interracial couple from two different countries from two different cultures raising two black kids that are german kids that's that's amazing uh and you're still out there you plan on moving out over here and retiring well we visit as you know we visit cape coral fort myers frequently as often as possible and the community here has really embraced us right and uh, i gotta say that i really like it here Um, we haven't had many issues here and we've decided that upon my wife's retirement we will move here nice and uh 
I really want to see some sun every day. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got to see the beach. I feel you, you know. on that. Absolutely. And you got a good uh, VA here locally where they could take yes. care of you. You've been getting your treatment while you've been here, correct? I've been getting a treatment. I found a uh, clinic here to help me out. And uh, it was a little difficult to, you know, from doctor to doctor. Right. Being a translate and getting your paperwork over here and, and your yeah. records and, and whatnot. Yeah. But, but good thing you're here. You're here for, what, another week or two? We have one more week. One more one week. One more week to, 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 to hit the beach and to enjoy some more American food. Right. Uh, and, and for everybody that's listening out there, James does not Google anything. He contacts me. I tell him where to go eat, <laughs> what to go see. I am Google when it comes to James <laughs> while he's out here, and I recommend him some, some good spots so he can in, in, indulge in the uh, American festivities and and. and cuisine while he's out here in the United States. James, are there any words of encouragement that you can leave behind for the listeners? You you are a war veteran. We didn't even get a chance to really talk about your Iraq situation about the the uh, the, the almost uh, getting bombed, the people that got killed around you. That's that's a whole nother uh, episode right there alone. And, and you've been to so much like war, um, you know, the culture shock, the challenges of 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 being with a, a white German woman, the, the treatment that you've gotten over there as an American, good and bad. Um, and, 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 and again, you, you're always so positive and, and focused and, and you never start climbing. You keep going up, 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 even with uh, this disease you're battling now. Are there any words of encouragement for the people that are listening that might be going through similar situations or the ones that make excuses as to why they can't and they can't and they can't is there anything you can leave behind for the listeners? I would say you, you don't give up. Uh, when you fail, you learn from your mistakes and, and try to change things and continue on because if you allow someone else to stop you, then you have failed yourself. You are your own, how do you say, uh, you have to you have to work hard you have to work hard you can't give up and that is what motivated me to make it through the years i, I couldn't go home as a failure i couldn't go home as a failure. i had to show my family that i was the man that that i i can do better i didn't want to go back home to little youngstown ohio you know which is a, which is a really dreadful place to live right now and I couldn't go back home there. And that's why I'm sitting here today is is because I this was my motivation to keep moving forward. I recommend everybody to, to try hard and then try harder. Make a plan and you can do it. Absolutely, I agree, man. Make a plan, stick to it. I always encourage people to make a, a checklist, you know what I mean? Every every day or or every week, make a checklist. And every day when I make a checklist, I cross those things out every day and I get so much done when I write something down. You see, I got this little pad in front of me. I'm also old school when it comes to that, but it's something about the stroke of each letter of, you know, it kind of like manifests it in, 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 into existence, you know what I mean? Every time I write it down versus typing it into my phone and, and whatnot. But I always start with a list during the day, but I have lists that I've, that I've, I started, uh, the beginning of last year. And you know what I mean? I start crossing these things out, but, but you're right. Making a list, sticking to it, you know what I mean? And, and, and being determined, staying focused and motivating yourself because sometimes we lose our own motivation and, and we can't get it nowhere else. And sometimes we, it's, it's up to us to really push ourselves to go over the top, you know, cause sometimes we get stuck right there, like going, over and we never cross you know what i mean and and you're doing it brother there's a lot of people okay let's say you sit down and watch a movie and you watch rocky okay mm -hmm. at the end of rocky everybody wants to get up they're so motivated you know they want to run those stairs that rocky does okay <laughs> and they, they think they can knock out everybody right they're so motivated that's me okay? that's me every time i watch rock i'm shadow boxing in my living yeah, room yeah but everybody know you ain't got no hands <laughs> okay. Uh, okay hold up Jay. i got a reputation though hold, man. hold up <laughs> okay so that level of motivation Everybody has it for that one short moment once they watch that Rocky. Okay, you got to be able to keep that level of motivation over an extended period of time. 
And that is what will make you go further. Nice, nice. Absolutely, man. Um, You know, Rocky, uh, Kobe, he's been some of my motivation lately, man, that, that you know, watching his accomplishments throughout his life and, and what happened to him so so early, man, that's been part of mine. But, yeah, you're right, man, and, and I replay those type of things in my head, and that keeps me going in, in, during, during the day. And what would they be doing right now? And I get up earlier and I push myself harder. So props to you, man. It's always good to talk to you. It's always good to chop it up and, and get to know and learn some of the culture and the things that you're dealing with out there, man. I salute you, my brother. It's great having you. Go ahead. I would also recommend everybody to support your veterans, okay? Your veterans are doing a lot. And a lot of things you don't see, it's like you see in the movies, okay? It's, it's rough. It's really rough. And it's not only what you see in the movies with the drill sergeant. But please, support your veterans. They are what keeps you free. Mm. Yeah, support your veterans, y'all. My, my stepfather was a veteran. I had two uncles. Uh, that that served in Vietnam. Um, one of them got blown up by a grenade. Still survived. You know okay. what I mean. That was that was that was incredible. You've been through some things, and I salute all the veterans out there. Everybody's fighting for this great country. We are free, more free than a lot of people. We live good, a lot better than other people. We are spoiled, a lot more spoiled than other people. And it's because of these veterans that are out there fighting for us on the battlefield that we'll be we're able to sit in our living rooms and enjoy our meals with our family to watch tv while they're out there really doing that dirty work for us you know that we're able to enjoy those things man so don't forget about the veterans keep those in mind like jane said um he's a vet i salute you brother for that you know thank you for serving this country and this is james feeney y'all right here on the boombox real topics real people real conversations we want to motivate you we want to inspire you we want you to look at life through or from a different perspective uh, from the stories that we are featured and the guests that we have on this show. This is motivation for everybody. If anything is possible, if you put your mind to it, you want to pick up a new language, there's no excuses. The only ones making excuses is yourself, maybe because of fear, fear that you will fail, fear that you won't get it right, or fear of uh, what people might say or think about you. But here's a man that, put everything on the line at the age of 17, moved from Youngstown, Ohio, to learn a different language, to learn a different culture, to interwine with different people, start a family, and he's not letting anything stop him. Diabetic now, diagnosed with uh, kidney failure, and he's still going. This is Motivation 101, people. Nothing can stop you. You are unstoppable if you put your mind to it. You know what it is. The Boom Baby, 94.9 The City. I'm out.